0: Okay so in the very first we are having your web application right so a web application is an application program that is usually stored in our remote server right and we as the users we can access it through the help of your softwares which we call it a web browser over there right like we are having a firefox your chrome your edge over there so, when we are talking about the web application, what is the difference between your web application and the
1: web browser? And the website.
0: Okay, so when we are talking about a web application. Right, a web application is what it is a program. Right, that will be running on our server and it can be accessed by the user with the help of the web browser. Right, so we are using our web application to provide us the services information to the users over the internet over there, like we are having our e commerce sites, like your Flipkart, your Amazon. We are having right, we are having our Twitter. Starbuck also right we are having our social media platforms which will be allowing the users to connect with their friends with their family over there to share their photos, videos right and to follow the news and the updates right We are having our productivity tools also like we are using the tools to create our documents right to create the spreadsheets over there the presentation and some other types of contents We are having our Gmail
1: right that will be allowing the users to access their mail accounts from any web browser
0: right so that is what your web application over here right after this we are having a web browser right so a web browser is what it is a software application we are having right a software application which is being used to access right and to view the websites and the web application and the internet over there right like we are having our google chrome the firefox safari right so over there what we are doing is in our laptop simply we are opening our web browser let's say we will be opening our google chrome right and inside that google chrome we will be putting the address of that particular website
1: like let's say i have to open Infosectrain.com. Right,
0: so it will be opening this page for me. Right, it is going to open this website for me over there. Right, so that is what we are having your web browser. Right, so in a simple way, you can consider that your web browser it will be acting as a gateway to view our websites over there. Right, then after this, we are having your
1: websites over here right so in a simple words a website is like a book
0: right your website is what it is like a book which will be containing the different different information and the different different pages over there right so it will be the collection of our web pages right which will be containing the information right they will be giving us the articles the blogs over there like we will be getting the documents inside that we will be containing the multimedia contents over there right we can access through the help of your internet over there right so we can consider this website over here as a book right and the home page we are getting in our website you can consider it as the cover of our book right and inside this each web page right each web page they will be having the different different sections like the same thing we will be having inside our book each page they will be containing different different informations over there right so we are using our websites like to read the articles to see the blogs over there right to share our thoughts over there right to read someone's thoughts over there so that is what we are having your websites right so primarily we are using the websites for gaining the information right so inside the website we want to be having that much of interaction by clicking the links to navigate the different different things over there no we are not having that much of interactions inside it Right. So for performing those specific tasks, these you can say functionalities over here, we are having our web application. Right. Inside that, we will be having the dynamic contents inside it. Right. Like let's say if we will be opening our flip cart. Right. So over there, what we will be doing is we will be browsing for the product first, then we will be adding them inside our cart. Right. And then after that, we will be making the payment over there right to make the purchase over there right so this whole process right it is a dynamic action right it is our dynamic action and this is all happening inside of a web application right so this is the difference between our web application our web pages and the web browser After this, we are having our web application security. Right? So a web application security is what in which we are going to protect our websites, our web applications, our web services from the attackers from the threats over there, right? Who will be trying to exploit the vulnerabilities we are having in our applications inside their codes? Right, so your web application security it is very important topic inside of our cyber security because of our web application they are continuously increasing over there, right, and they are being used to store and to process our sensitive data. Right? So the goal of our web application security is to ensure only the authorized peoples they will be able to access their sensitive data confidentiality right it is providing us the confidentiality over there right along with that it will be also preventing the unauthorized modification to our data or to our application right and it will be also ensuring that our web application they are accessible to the
1: authorized users without any sort of interruption Right, so inside this, what we will be doing
0: is inside the web, web application security, we will be following some practices like we will be performing the input validation. Right, we will be performing this input validation over there. Right, so over there, what we will be doing is we will be validating our users' input right so that they won't be able to give any malicious code over there inside of our web application right then we will can also implement the access control over there right so maintaining a strict access control right so over there it is going to restrict our access to the sensitive data and some other functionalities we are having inside the web applications right we will be regularly patching right we will be regularly updating our applications right we will be applying the security patches over there to fix the vulnerabilities the bugs we are
1: having right we will be following the secure coding practices right to avoid some common vulnerabilities
0: from our web application right along with that we will be regularly scanning our application for your vulnerabilities for that we can conduct like your penetration testing right to identify to remediate the weakness we are having over there yes i what we have to do we have to use your https your secure one right we are not going to use the http Right so when we are talking about this HTTP or your HTTPS, right? So what do you say guys if you will be opening a bank website? For performing some financial transaction and you're finding that it is using
1: your HTTP. What do you say? Are you going to perform the financial transaction inside that particular website? No. Because it is not secure over there right if the attackers
0: they will be coming right they can intercept your request right over there. They will be able
1: to find your login credentials your cookies over there. Because our HTTP it will be taking our credential in the plain text that
0: is why we are having this secure which is running on the port number. 443 right along with that we can also implement the WAF the web application firewall over there to block the malicious traffic to protect against the common attacks we are having right we will be having this encryption right to encrypt our sensitive data which is in the rest right, which is in the transit over there, right, which will be protecting it from the unauthorized access or your disclosure, right, along with that, we have to also, we have to also provide the awareness training to our friends, colleagues over there to help them how to identify and avoid these risks, which we are having inside the web applications over there, right. So, when we are talking about the web application security, it is an ongoing process, right, which will be requiring the continuous monitoring, assessment, and the improvement, because we are having the new threats, the new vulnerabilities, they are emerging over there, right? So, the organizations, they need to adapt their security practices to stay one step ahead or some more step ahead of an attacker over there right so by implementing these security measures the organizations the individuals they can protect their valuable data right they can maintain the user trust right and they can also avoid the costly data breaches because on an average we are hearing that that a particular server attack it will be costing some millions of rupees over there right so what we have to do
1: we have to avoid these sort of your data breaches over there right so whenever we are visiting any online store to purchase something from there now let's say we want to purchase a book
0: right let's say we want to purchase a new book over there right so for that what we will be doing is we will be looking for that particular stores website right we will be browsing for it right so for that what we will be doing is we will be opening our web browser right and inside that we will be writing the url right so over there we will be writing our url like
1: your https www.websitename.com over here right so over here what we are having is we are having this
0: https protocol right we are having this domain name Along with that, we will be also having the port number like a 443, right? So once we are adding all these information inside the browser, right? Our browser, it will be sending this HTTPS request to our web server over there, right? It will be sending this request to our web server, right? With this specified URL over here. Then our web server, it will be receiving this request right and it will be identifying that particular requested web page or the resource which we are looking over here right after that our web server it is going to retrieve the content which we are looking over there right it is going to retrieve this content right from its file system over there right then after this this web server it will be forwarding right it is going to forward this request
1: to our application server we are having right it will be forwarding this request
0: to our application server now our application server it will be sending our generated content back to our web server later on right so for that what it will be doing is it will be processing this request it will be performing some logics inside this it will be also interacting in the background with the database right and then it will be generating that content and once it has generated that content it will be sending it back to this web server over here now after this this web server it is going to reply to a web browser right it will be replying back to our web browser over here right then our web browser it is going to receive that particular content which we were looking over there right and then it will be showing us in our web page so that is how
1: our web application it will be working then after this we are having our network security and the application security okay so when we are talking about
0: the network security in this we are going to protect our network infrastructure like we are having our devices your routers your switches your firewalls over there right so that will be our network security right and this we will be preventing the unauthorized access to our network right so for that we can use like your firewalls we can use your IDS systems the intrusion detection system we can use the intrusion prevention systems over here your ips we can add the access control list over there right so that is what we are having your network security then we are having your application security so in the application security we are going to protect our softwares that are running on a network like we are having our web applications right we are having your mobile applications right we are having our enterprise applications and many more right so this application security it will be preventing the vulnerabilities in our applications right which can be exploited by the attackers right for that we can have the secure coding practices we can implement the input validations we can perform the vulnerability scanning the penetration testing over there right so our network security it is going to safeguard the path through which our data it will be traveling but your application security it is going to protect the program that are processing that are storing our data right so both are very important for a cyber security over there right so over here we are talking about this mobile application okay so your mobile applications right as you are saying they are built for a particular or a specific mobile device over there right which we can download from the application stores we are having right so let's say we have to download any game right we have to download any game
1: like your battleground right so for that what we will be doing is we will be simply going inside our
0: play store right over there we will be writing this battleground and it will be downloaded over there right so the mobile application they are being accessed by our mobile over there right they will be providing us a superior experience right depending on upon whatever operating system we are having depending upon the configuration we are having of our mobile device right and they are being distributed they are being supported through the help of your application stores we are having
1: right so that is what we are having your mobile applications okay so over
0: here we are having our types of injection attack right so in the injection attack the attacker he is going to inject some malicious codes right into our application he will be trying to trick our application by executing some unintended commands over there right so for that we are having some types of injection attacks like we are having your sql injection we are having your command injection we are having your ldap injections and many more right so in the very first we are having your sql injection right so in this the attacker here will be inserting the malicious sql code inside of our input fields we are having to manipulate a
1: particular database over there right for extracting the information So over here, let's say we are having a user
0: and we are having a web server, right? Inside this web server, we will be having the web application front, right? We will be having our database over there. Now, let's say this user, right? He wants to access his Facebook account right he wants to access his facebook account over there so what he will be doing is he will be putting the www.facebook.com inside his browser right then over there he will be getting this web application print right inside this he will be giving us credentials Right inside this web application front inside this Facebook page he will be giving his credentials over there after that this particular credential they will be transferred to this database now this database what it will be doing is it will be verifying whatever credential this particular user has given right it is going to verify these credentials over here so if this database it will be
1: finding the credentials it is going to reply back right the database over
0: here it is going to reply back to this web application right and after this this web application it will be replying back to this user over here right then this user he will be able to access his facebook account if the credentials they are correct they are legitimate one right if not then still our database it will be giving a response right it will be replying back and inside this reply it will be writing like error message like the incorrect username and the password right so that is how a normal user it will be interacting with our web servers over there
1: but over here what the attackers they are doing is they are going to directly
0: interact with our database and from the database they are going to extract the information right so they are going to bypass this authentication over here right and for that they are using this sql injection right so over here our sql it stands for your sequential query language or your structured query language right so your sql it is the language which is being used by our database administrator to extract the data from the database so it is not like that like you will be writing anything write any string over there and you will be able to extract the data no for that we are having lots of lots of scripts right and using those scripts the attacker they can extract the data from the database over there
1: right so over here i will be using my kali right and by the
0: help of this kali right we will be having a tool with the name SQLmap. map Right, we will be using that tool to extract the information from the database.
1: All right. So over here we are having our
0: site right, with the name this test.php. Dot. Right. So inside this, what we are going to do is we are going to perform the SQL injection by the help of our tool. with the name your sql map right our automated tool we will be using over here
1: right so if i will be clicking on the sign up right it is going to ask for the username and the password right
0: although we can also find this username and the password over here but let me show you how we can grab this information from the database right over here it is saying that the username is your test and the test so we will
1: be opening our terminal sudo su kali over here let's say we are having a website right or we
0: are having some e-commerce sites over here right so what we will be doing is we will be opening it right and inside this inside this let's say we want to purchase a book right we want to purchase a book over there right so each book they will be having a unique id number right which will be identifying it right within this particular website over there within this particular website's database right so whenever we are visiting for our webs we are visiting any website for this book over here right so in the url we will be seeing like this id equals to four right so this id equals to four right it tests It is indicating that we are we are looking for this book
1: over there. Right. So that is what we are having your
0: developers code. Right. So these developers code over here. They are like the unique address which will be identifying a specific resource within our web applications over there. Right. And they will be also helping our web application to retrieve the data update the data to manage the data which are associated with these resources we are having right so over here what we will be doing is we will be looking the developers code
1: inside this particular website we are having right if i will be clicking in the home
0: then we are not getting anything if i will be clicking in the categories we are not getting anything
1: but when i will be clicking in this poster can you see? We are having this cat equals to one,
0: right? So this is what we are having your developer's code over here. Now, if we are going to break this developer code, right? So let's see what sort of re- response file we will be getting. Can you see? It is giving us error. And that error, it is saying that you have an error in your SQL syntax. Check the manual that corresponds to your MySQL server. Right? For the right syntax to use near this, 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 this. Right? So over here, I have just given a single inverted comma. Right? But it is showing me three inverted commas over here. Right? So for the human eye, it will be looking like this. But for the compiler, it will be looking something like this cat equals to double inverted comma one and the double inverted comma and the inverted comma which we have given over there. Right. So what we have done we have just unbalanced this query over here. Right. And when we are unbalancing this query
1: it is giving us a error over here. right so
0: over here we are getting the information about what sort of database it is using over there right so if i will be going inside your different different places right inside that we will be getting our developers code like if i will be clicking if i will be clicking on this right it is showing us our test equals to one right i will be you can see giving the single inverted comma and it will be giving us the error over there right now since we are getting the error right since we are getting the error what we have done is we have just found the developers code and then we are getting the error over here right it is also throwing some information from inside it right so what we will be doing is we are going to copy this url right we are going to copy this url and inside of Kali, we will be writing your sql map hyphen u for the url we will be pasting the url over here right after this over here we want to see the information about your database right
1: what i will be doing is i will be writing your hyphen hyphen dbs over here so let's see if it will be giving us the information about the database or not So can you see over here, when we are performing
0: this command, your SQL map, and then we are giving this URL over here, and we are trying to write the hyphen hyphen DBS for listing out the database inside it, it is giving us the information from here, right, it is telling us like what are the available database inside we are having, right, and then it is also giving us the information about the database version we are having right and over here it has also right it has also used various payloads over here right to gather the information for us right and then it is also giving us the information right like we are having the vulnerability and our parameter right your cat over here or you can say the url and the url which we will be writing over here like the r test over
1: here right it is having the vulnerability inside it, right so over here since we are getting the information about the available
0: database right so what we will be doing is we will be now looking like what sort of information these database they are having inside them right so inside the database what we are having we are having your tables right inside the database we are having our tables so since we are getting the information about the database so i will be writing your capital d right and let's say we want to gather the information about this accurate like what sort of information we are having inside this particular database over here right and then i will be writing your tables hit enter and now you can see inside this database name your accurate over here right it is having your eight tables
1: right it is giving us the information that it is having your eight tables over there
0: right so now we are having the good idea since we are able to extract the information from it we are having the good idea that this particular website it is your vulnerable over here now after this. Let's see what we are having inside these tables, right? So over here, since we are getting the information about the tables, so I will be writing your capital T, right, I will be writing your capital T over here. Then let's say we want to gather the information about the users, then I will be writing your columns. Inside this particular table, inside this particular user table, what are the columns we are having inside it? And you can see we are having inside that your name, right? We are having your password, right? Your username, your password, we are having your email address, the address we are having. Now, let's try to get the username and the password from it. Now, since we are having the information about the columns, right so from here we will be specifying a particular column right over here we are having a red column so we will be specifying particular columns over here like we want to get the information about the username we want to gather the information about the password then hyphen hyphen dump right which is going to dump all these information for us and you can see we are able to get the information about the username and the password which we have
1: previously discovered don't save and
0: you can see we are getting the access of it right so that is how the attackers they are using this SQL injection. To extract the information from a particular database over there for that they will be executing your malicious sql queries over there right which will be controlling our web applications database over there right so if we are using the right set of queries right if we are using queries the attacker he can gain the access to the information which is stored inside our database right so our sql map what it will be doing is it will a particular parameter like your get parameter it is vulnerable to our sql injection or not
1: right and that is how we can perform the sql injection over here right so over here If if the
0: attacker he is using this SQL injection, right, he can capture our sensitive data, right, our credit card information, our personal details over there, right, and he can also delete all these data from here,
1: right? So that is what we are having your SQL injection. Okay so over here we are having our command
0: injection right so inside the command injection the attackers they are going to insert their malicious commands inside our user inputs right and using that they are going to exploit the vulnerabilities to execute the unauthorized commands under under our system over there right for that they can upload a file which will be having malicious command right so whenever the name of that particular file right it will be executing right it is going to execute the commands inside our server over there right so that is why your command injection it is also known as like your shell injection right so inside this what will be happening is our web application it will be having the vulnerabilities which is going to allow the attackers to insert to execute their malicious code inside the server right that is hosting our web application right for that they are going to inject some malicious codes inside our input fields right of our websites over there or they will be simply submitting some malicious data through some other ways over there right like with the help of your cookies headers your url parameters and many more Right. That is what we are having your command injection. After this, we are having a broken authentication over here. So our broken authentication vulnerability, right? It is going to occur whenever our web applications, their authentication mechanism, right? They are weak or they are having some flaw right so this particular vulnerability it is going to allow the attackers to gain the unauthorized access to their user accounts or to impersonate as a legitimate user right so for that inside the broken authentication vulnerabilities the attacker they can perform the brute force attack right the attackers they can perform the brute force attack in which they will be guessing the user's password right by having the different different combinations of the characters right they can perform the password attack over there right in which they will be using the stolen passwords right or the passwords that are very easy to guess to gain the access of our system right along with that over there they can also try to steal our session id right and then they can use it to impersonate as a legitimate
1: user right so over here we have just performed the sql injection right we have just
0: performed the sql injection over there right so over here it does not like that we can only perform the sql injection in the url right so for that what we were doing is we were performing the sql injection we were breaking the developers code and the url right? We were giving the single inverted comma, right? So we can also perform our SQL injection in many places,
1: right? Like we are having the username and the password field. Right? So if I will be clicking on this sign up. logout test first sign up now if i will be opening my developer
0: options right and i will be surfing over this username right so inside this what we are having we are having name equals to double inverted comma username type equals to text size equal to this style equals to this if i will be hovering over my password right then we are having the same thing like over here right but along with that we are having one more column right which is your value right over here that is your hidden right so inside that we will be having your value double inverted comma and double inverted comma so whatever thing we are writing over there right it will be coming inside over here right so previously when we were discussing about the developers code right as I was saying that for the compiler it will be looking like this right for the compiler it will be looking like this over there right and for that what we were doing is we were trying to unbalance the query by giving the single inverted comma over there right so over here we can also perform the
1: SQL injection in our username and the password field over here. right so for that what i will be doing is i will be writing a
0: simple comma right so in this the very first thing what i will be doing is i will be trying to break the developer's code right i will be trying to break the developer's code over here right by giving the single inverted comma then after this i am going to write my commenting vectors right i will be using the commenting vectors over here to balance the query right so over here we are having our commenting vectors to make a particular line or to make the particular uh, words as a comment right like we are having in our different different language now let's say you guys are writing a plenty big code right you guys are writing a plenty big code over there right and you do not want a particular a specific line to be get executed by the compiler So, for that, what you will be doing is you will be using the commenting vectors. Right? You guys will be using the commenting vector. So, whatever thing you will be writing between these commenting vectors, that is not going to get executed by your compiler. Right? So, same thing we will be also using over here to balance our query. Right? So, we are going to balance our query in a condition, in a specific condition in which we can perform our attacks like the SQL injection. Right. So for that, this command, it will be going like this. Your single inverted comma. Then we will be writing your or one equals to one. Then your commenting vectors over here. Right. So in between, what I'm doing is I'm writing a a universally true condition over here right i will be writing a universally true condition so over here we will be having like our double inverted comma this one like this right and we will be having the double inverted comma which will be coming after the commenting vector this one over here right and since it is coming after this commenting vector it is not going to get executed right so over here what will be happening is in between and between our single inverted comma and this double inverted comma over here, we are not having anything. So we can say that this value is what? It is null. Right? So we are having a null space or one equals to one, which is going to give you one over here. Right? So null we can consider it as your zero and or will be coming like R and one will be coming down as one. Right? So zero or one, it is always going to give you one over there right so it is what it is a universally true condition we are having right because our database they only understand two things right they only understand two things over here right whether it is a true condition whether it is a false condition over here now for the true right We are having as one for the false we are having a value as 0 right so if we are getting any value as your one right it means that it is your true condition right so simply what we will be doing is inside this username we will be writing this command a universally true condition which will be giving us the outcome like your one right a true right we are directly sending a true to this database right and using that we will be able to get authenticated over here right so I will be writing the command like single inverted comma or one equals to one and then I will be giving my commenting vectors copy and paste right I will be also closing this
1: one and then I will be clicking in the login don't save so this is what we are having your broken authentication over here. After this, we are having the cross-site scripting. It's right over here, right with the name, your cross-site scripting. Right?
0: So over here, your cross-site scripting, it is one of the most done and the known attack over here right so when we are talking about this cross-site scripting right the attackers they are using this cross-site scripting over here to defame a particular website over there right or to steal our cookies over there right so inside this cross-site scripting what the attacker will be doing is they will be inserting some inputs right they will be inserting some Malicious inputs or the scripts over there, right? And our application, our website, they are not properly able to validate them, right? And if these things are happening inside a particular website, right? Then the attacker he will be able to perform this cross-site scripting over there, right? For that, like he will be inserting the malicious JavaScript inside our web page, right? Which will be later on executed by our web page, right? And it will be in fact right that is what we are having your cross-site scripting but whenever we are talking about the cross-site scripting there are something about that we should be having the idea about right so when we are talking about the cross-site scripting
1: it is what it is a client side attack
0: right your cross site scripting is what it is a client side attack we are having right so over here like the sql injection right our cross site scripting it is not going to affect our server right like our sql injection it was affecting our server over there right so and thus the attacker by being by being like a victim over there, he will be inserting the malicious script inside a particular web page, right? So whenever any user, right, whenever any user, he will be visiting the same web page over there, he will be getting infected by it, right? That is what we are having your cross-site scripting over here. Now, let's take an example.
1: So let's
0: say we are having a website e-commerce website over here right and inside this e-commerce website what we are doing is we are purchasing some products right we are purchasing some products from it right. So now what we will be doing is it will be asking for the feedback so we will be opening the feedback page and inside it we are going to write our feedback but in the feedback what the attacker will be doing is he is going to insert his malicious script right so whenever any user he will be opening this feedback and he will be writing this feedback over here right Its system it will be infected by this malicious script
1: so that is what we are having your cross site scripting over here
0: right so inside the uh, set scripting we are having two conditions
1: right the very first one that we should be having the input field inside this
0: we should be having the input field so input field means to say the place where we can write our comma right like over here we are having our urls we are having our search box right so if i will be writing anything inside the search box right so over here when i will be getting the results right i should be getting the same outcome over outcome over here like if i am writing hello like this right so the outcome it should be same like we have written right if both the conditions they are matting over there that
1: means that that particular place it is vulnerable to your cross-site script Okay, so over here we are having the three
0: types of cross-site scripting. Right, we are having the reflected cross-site scripting over here. Right, we are having the stored cross-site scripting.
1: And we are having the third one, which is your DOM-based. Right, so
0: in the reflected cross-site scripting right it is one of the most common cross-site scripting method we are having and it is also known as your non-persistent right so in this the attacker what he will be doing is he will be being a victim right the attacker will be sending the request and within that particular request he will be sending his malicious script his payload over there as a part of that particular request to that web server right and later on when it will be getting reflected back right so over here whenever it will be getting reflected back right so
1: inside that particular result we will be having our payload return right it will be having
0: the payload return over there and when the payload it is coming back it is going to perform the malicious actions over there, right? So when we are talking about this reflected cross-site scripting, right? So over there, you should be able to execute the script from your system, right? You should be able to execute the script from your system over there. Now, let's say. Let's take an example. If I want to execute anything from your system, right? So there should be two ways. Either I should be physically present at your place, right? Or either I will be sending you some phishing email, which will be having some malicious links, right? And I'm going to make you fall in that particular trap. That is what we are having your reflected cross-site script. Like, again, we will be using the site with the name a kinetics, your test PHP right so over here what I will be doing is I will be writing
1: my simple JavaScript like this the script alert double inverted comma and I will be creating some statement hello Then I will be closing the script tag from there, right? So what this script it is going to do, it is going to generate a pop-up, right? This particular script over here, it is going to generate a
0: pop-up for us, which will be saying hello over there. So let's try it. For that, first we will be looking for the input field right first we'll be looking for the input field like if i'm writing anything like i'm writing mukesh over here i will be hitting enter as you can see it is getting reflected right so both of our condition it is matting over here first we have to look for the input field and our query whatever thing we are writing over there it should be getting reflected right so both of our query they are matting over here
1: Right now, I will be writing our script script alert bracket open hello bracket
0: close, and then I will be closing this script tag from here. And if I will be hitting enter, then you can see we are getting a pop up which is saying hello over here. Right, so this is what this is the most common one we are having your reflected
1: cross-site script. After this,
0: we are having the second one, which is your stored cross-site scripting, right? So your your stored cross-site scripting over here, right? It is one of the most damaging type of cross-site scripting we are having because over here the attacker they will be using the stored cross-site scripting to inject malicious content or the malicious file inside the server right so this is stored process scripting it is going to occur whenever our user right whenever our user or whatever input they are trying to store in a server right but that particular input it will be getting displayed back to that particular user as a web page output right like if I am writing any comment right if I am writing any comment and later on that particular comment it is getting reflected back right so that particular inside that particular you can say website or these blocks they can be vulnerable to the stored cross-site scripting over there right so that is what we are having the stored cross-site scripting
1: right for that we were discussing previously like the feedback right? Any
0: user who will be coming back and set this particular page and he will be trying to write the feedback, then he will be getting infected by this malicious script we are having, right? That is what our stored cross-site is scripting. Then we are having the third one, which is your
1: DOM-based cross-site scripting. So your DOM, it stands for your
0: document object model right so inside this particular dom based cross-site scripting right it will be occurring whenever a normal users or the attackers they will be using their inputs to modify the dom the document object model of our web page over there right so let's say if a user he will be coming and he will be entering his name right inside our javascript functions right and later on our function they are going to modify our DOM to display that user's name right then that particular function it will be vulnerable to our DOM based cross-site scripting we are having right so this DOM based cross-site scripting this is some sort of advanced kind of attack we are having right and in that if our web application right if our web application or it's web applications client-side scripts right they will be writing the data right which is being provided by the user to their dom the document object model right then the data it will be read from the document object model by the web application and the output of it right the output of it it will be presented inside the browser right so if the data it is incorrectly handled right then the attacker he can inject the payload right and which will be, you can say, stored as a part of our DOM, right? And later on, it will be executed over there, right? So over there, we are having some DOMs like your document.url, document.hash, document.referral, right? So any of all these places, right, your payload, it will be injected by the attacker, right? So that is what we are having the, DOM-based cross-site script After this, we are having IDOR. OK, so our IDOR, it stands for your insecure direct object reference, right? So this type of vulnerability, it will be occurring whenever our web application, they are directly exposing their object reference in their URLs right so when we are talking about the object referrals references in the url have you guys ever noticed like whenever we are opening any website right whenever we are opening any website over there so let's say if i will be going in the page of a particular website like we are having different different page like about right and we are having like yours sign up we are having your account right so if i will be clicking on this account then in the url we will be also having this account written right so these are what these are of a reference objects we are having right so if our web application they are directly exposing their object references in the url or some other places right so over here it can allow the attackers to access these objects
1: that they shouldn't be authorized to access over there right so i'm just making a guess
0: whether it will be opening the admin page for me or not i will be just writing this
1: admin.php and file not found if i will be writing your card.php then you can
0: see it is giving us the error okay it is for your your card okay no worries I will be signing up over here the credential we have previously found test test don't save now let's see whether it will be working now card.php
1: can you see We are able to see this cart over here for this user
0: right. So these are what these are our objects right if the attacker he is able to directly refer to these object then these parameters they can be vulnerable over there right And the attacker. He can access. the hidden pages also which he was not authorized to have access right like in the websites but we are having we are having the subscription right we will be having the subscription so without having the subscription we won't be able to see the content we are having for this over here but after using this what the attacker can do he can also these items from there right or he can also look inside the admin page from there right and let's say if he's trying to purchase anything right if the attacker is trying to purchase anything from the e-commerce website right so over there he can also bypass the payment gateway right he can also bypass the payment gateway over there and without paying any penny, he will be able to purchase the things from there, right? That is what we are having your IDOR, your insecure
1: direct object reference. Okay, so over here, what I will be doing is,
0: I will be looking for my default gateway IP config
1: and i will be copying it from here copy and i will be pasting so over here you can see i'm getting my router right with the name of
0: geocentrum geocentrum default password if i will be hitting the enter then you can see username admin password welcome at one two three
1: right so over here whenever whenever we are setting our
0: security systems right whenever we are putting the security systems over there and they are not being configured properly Correctly over there, right? So that can leave our applications, our systems vulnerable to variety of attacks, right? So for that we are having your different different types of security misconfigurations over there. We are having the default passwords, right? So over there many web applications, right? They are having the default password, right? That are very easy to guess. So the attacker they can exploit them by using the default password to gain the access to their application, right? Many of the applications, right? They will be having unnecessary open ports and services. Right, so if we are having the unnecessary open ports and services, right, that they are having lots of vulnerabilities, so it will be also opening the gates for the attacker, right? They can exploit them right we are having the weak encryption if our web application it will be using the weak encryption to protect our sensitive data then the attackers they will be easily able to decrypt that right and then they will be able to access our data over there right so for that we have to use the strong encryption to protect our sensitive data we have to use only only the ports that are necessary over there right along with that we have to use the strong passwords strong and the unique passwords over there right so whenever we are configuring our security system we have to keep these things in our mind
1: then after this
0: we are having your unvalidated redirects and forwards Right so whenever we are visiting the sites like your torrent. Right we are visiting these places over there for
1: downloading the movies for us for. Or downloading the games from there. Or looking for the correct
0: version for the applications for the softwares, right? So what we will be doing is we will be using the third party sites right your torrents over there right so what will be happening over there is let's say we are getting a web page right we are having the search box where we will be writing the name of that particular tool of that particular game over there right so we are just clicking on this search box and what is what it is doing is it is redirecting us to some other location Right, it will be redirecting us to some other location over there, and that particular website it can be malicious, which is going to download a malware inside our system over there. Right, so this type of vulnerabilities it will be occurring whenever our web application, right, whenever our web application they are not properly validating these redirects, these URLs over there, like where they are going to redirect us right then over there the attacker he can also modify this redirect parameter and he can redirect the users to a malicious websites over there right let's say this is a normal websites right and inside this they are not having a proper validation for the redirecting right so the attacker what he will be doing is he will be modifying this parameter and then over there whenever we will be putting anything then we will be getting redirected to some malicious website which has been created by the attacker right then after this we are having the missing functional level access control right so this type of vulnerability it will be occurring whenever our web application they are not properly having the control to its functionalities right then the attacker then they can execute it to perform some unauthorized actions over there right to execute some unauthorized functions inside a web application
1: right so let's say let's say we are trying to create an account
0: right we are trying to create an account over there inside of our application so whenever we will be creating the account right what it will be doing is it will be providing us the role of a user right let's say when we are trying to create an account it will be providing us a role of the user right for that we will be writing our name our password and we will be writing our some other detail about us we will be writing some other informations over there right like the password hints so over here what the attacker can do is he can intercept these requests right he can intercept these requests and when he will be intercepting this request right he will be getting all these information over there inside his system right and from there he can change this role from your user to the admin right and then he will be forwarding this request inside of a browser right and whenever browser it will be loading this request what will be happening is this particular user right this particular user let's say it's sai right he will be getting the access right he will be getting the account of a admin instead of getting the user role he will be getting the role of a admin inside that particular web application Right, so this is what our missing functional level access control over here. Right, so to mitigate all these vulnerabilities, right, these security threats we are having, right, what we have to do, we have to use the strong passwords, right, we have to enable the multi factor authentication whenever possible, right, because it will be adding an extra layer of security. By requiring an additional verification method over there, like your OTPs over there, which will be sent to your phone, your push notifications over there, right? You have to regularly update your devices, your applications with the latest security patches to protect against the known vulnerabilities, right? You have to implement a proper session timeout and the encryption practices to prevent the unauthorized access to the active sessions you are having. Right. Along with that, you have to perform a proper authorization and the authentication. Right. If we will be implementing a proper a robust user authentication and the authorization mechanism, right? It will be ensuring that our users they can only access the data and the resources that they are authorized to see right we have to implement the access control like the role based access control to ensure that the users they can only access the functionalities the data based upon their assigned roles and the permissions over there right you have to always validate and sanitize the user inputs to prevent the attack from Injecting the malicious data or manipulating the access control checks over there for that you can perform the whitelisting or the blacklisting Right, so in this whitelisting and the blacklisting what you will be doing is you will be specifying Right you are going to specify what sort of information it will be What sort of you can say input it will be? Consider as a legitimate and what sort of input it will be considered as your illegitimate right and this one it will be getting discarded right so if we will be writing in our urls in our input fields if we will be writing our scripts like this which we have used previously for your broken authentication right what will be happening over here is it is not going to accept this script over there Right, so we have to validate the user and put over there. Right, we have to follow the least privilege principle, which means the users they will be having the minimum access which is necessary to perform their task. Right, we will be avoiding like giving overly broad permissions to them. Right, so these are some common web application security threats we are having after this we are having your importance of web application security so over here this web application security it is very important for our organization as well as for our individuals right when we have to safeguard our sensitive data we have to protect our users trust right we have to prevent the financial and the reputational damage which are being caused by the attackers right so for that our web application right it will be handling right it is going to handle our sensitive data right our web application it is going to handle the sensitive users data like we are having our personal information we are having our financial information the confidential business records right so implementing a robust web application security right it is going to safeguard all these critical data the crucial data we are having right from the unauthorized access the data breaches or a theft right along with that it is going to build the user trust right and their confidence right it is going to build the user trust and the confidence like whenever the users they will be interacting with our web applications right so over there what they will be doing is they are entrusting their personal information right they are relying on our applications integrity over there right so if we are having a effective web application security right so it will be also increasing the trust of our users right their confidence over there right it will be encouraging them so that they will be engaging with our web application without any sort of
1: fear of your compromise of the data right it is also protecting our organizations from your financial
0: losses right so over here in daily basis we are hearing about the cyber attacks right we are hearing about the near new threats over there right and those will be in a result right they will be giving us a result like your financial loss for the organizations right like they are getting some fines the organization they are getting some fines they are having some they are creating some legal settlements over there right and they will be also having some remediation steps which is going to cost them a good amount of money right so if we are having a secure web application over there we are having some shields over there right then our organization right it can protect itself from these sort of your financial losses right if a particular web application it will be getting damaged right it will be getting damaged like your by some attacks right then it will be also affecting the reputation of that particular organization over there right which can harm the user trust right and it will be creating a like a negative image and the peoples over there right? And the users over there who are visiting that particular websites over there, right? So for that, what we have to do, we have to use a strong application security measure over there, right? Which will be uh, protecting against these reputational harms we are having. And it will be also maintaining like a positive brand image, right? And along with that, We are also having our compliances. Right. We are also having our compliances over here. Like we are having your GDPR, your CCPA, your DPA, and we are having many more. Right? So over here, if we are having all these, you can say security, right? Your application security measures over there right which will be helping our organizations to comply with all these regulations and it will be also avoiding the legal penalties because of the right because if our data it will be getting breached it will be getting leaked out right then the organization right they have to face some legal issues over there right like in the europe but we are having we are having the gdpr Right, we are having our GDPR over there, which will be protecting the individuals, the organisations, right, and their data, right. So over there, if anyone they have to use the data, let's say this is an individual we are having, and this is a person who have to use this person's data, right. So over there, what he will be doing is he will be asking this individual, right. He will be asking is concerned over there. Right, he will be telling him like where he will be using his data, right? How he will be using his data, right? So he have to tell him all those information in a very simple and easy manner over there, so that this individual he will be able to understand, right? And let's say if this person, right, he will be utilizing his data without his knowledge, then this person he can also take some
1: legal actions against him. right so these are what these are the
0: importance of our web application security we are having right so over here our web application security it is not just about your technical necessaries we are having but also the statistics for our organizations to safeguard their data to protect their users and to maintain their reputation
1: in our digital world over there then after this
0: we are having the role of your SSL and your HTTPS in our
1: web security. So over here our SSL it stands for your
0: secure socket layer right your HTTPS it stands for your hypertext transfer protocol secure right so over here your ssl and your https right these two are what these are the crucial components of our web application security right so working together of them right there will be safeguarding our confidentiality the integrity of our data which is getting transferred between the websites and its user over there Right, so we are having this SSL, right, which is a protocol, the cryptographic protocol we are having, which will be creating a secure connection
1: between the user and the server. Right, like like we are having our browser, right, we are having our browser over here, and We are having our website
0: right so over here what it will be building is it will be building a trust right how by providing a secure connection right so for that what it will be doing is it will be using different different encryption techniques over there right for protecting our data from interception from unauthorized access, wherever our website, it will be using your SSL, right? Our URL, it will be, it will be starting with your HTTPS, right? Instead of getting your HTTP over there, our website, it will be, our URL, it will be starting with your HTTPS, which is indicating that we are going through a secure connection right then we are having your HTTPS which is the enhanced which is the enhanced version of our HTTP we are having your hypertext transfer
1: protocol right so over here yeah your S means secure right so
0: over here we are having this HTTPS right it is a
1: standard we are having for our data transfer over our www your worldwide web, right so over here
0: our https it will be working together with our ssl to encrypt our all communication between our user and between our server over there Right, which will be ensuring that our sensitive information, like our login credential, our financial data, our personal details, they will
1: be remain protected over there.
0: Right, they will be remaining protected over there. Right, so over here, our SSL and our HTTPS, they will be providing us the data confidentiality Right so over here whatever SSL TLS right. We are having over your SSL TLS over there your secure socket layer. Right and the TLS what they will be doing is they are going to encrypt the data right which is transferring. From one place to the second place over here right which will be preventing from the attack like your eavesdropping your interception by the attacker right along with that it is providing us the data integrity because our ssl tls it will be also using our digital signature right it is working with our digital signature over there right which will be ensuring that our data it has not been tampered at the time of your transmission right we are having your authentication right over there they will be authenticating they will be verifying the identity of a website they will be preventing like the impersonation the phishing attack over there right then after that there will be also you can say building the confidence of our users right if we are seeing your https written over there right what we are having we are having the trust in that particular website that it's a secure website we are having right it's a secure website we are having inside that we can exchange our data right we can share our data over there right so they are improving the user's confidence right then
1: we are also having your your search engine optimization benefits right we are
0: having our search engine optimization benefits right so over here our search engines they are prioritizing our websites with our https right so that
1: will be also boosting the search rankings for our seos over there right so over here what we are having we are also having our
0: digital Certificate.
1: Okay, so over here, previously
0: we were discussing about the cryptography, right? About the encryptions and all, right? So inside the digital certificate, what we are having? We are having our public key right of the user right which will be encrypted by a certified authority right which we call as your ca your certification authority over here right that is what we are having a digital certificate in a simple manner right so over here our digital certificate it is going to validate our web server right we are having our digital certificates for our applications for our tools right, which will be telling us that these are the
1: legitimate places over there. OK, so over here, what we are having, we are having the site. I will be clicking on this padlock connection secure more information. Right then it is saying that view certificate right after this, we are having this
0: certificate over here. Right, so this digital certificate, what it will be doing is it is going to validate the identity of this particular website over here. Right, it is going to validate the identity of this particular website. It will be telling us that this is a legitimate site we are having. Right, it will be giving us the information that it is a legitimate site we are having. Right, and we can trust on this website over here right so it will be used to confirm the authenticity of this particular website we are having right with the help of our web browser right so along with that we are having your different different types of digital certificate right so if we are having your https right if we are having your https written over here that means that we are having your ssl tls certificate right we are having your ssl tls certificate over there right that is whatever digital certificate for our web servers right so it will be containing like the cryptographic keys the public key over there right it will be containing the information about our website right so whenever we are visiting to any website right our browser what it will be checking is it will be looking over there if this particular website it is having a valid ssl tls certificate or not right if it is having then our browser it will be creating a secure connection with our website right and it is going to encrypt all the data that is getting transmitted between our browser and between the web server we are having right it means that our data it will be safe right from the attacks like your eavesdropping and the interception by the attacker over there Right so it is going to protect our sensitive data it will be preventing from the phishing attack right It means that many a time the attackers what they are doing is they are creating like the they are creating a fake website which will be looking like ours right so over there this digital certificate it will be telling that right whether it is a, a real website or not right it will be enhancing our uh besides of our web servers reputation or you can say our organization's reputation over there right it is saying that we are having a commitment with our data security right which will be creating or you can say encouraging the trust of our customers right it will be also helping uh, to keep our organization to meet the requirements of our data privacy regulations like
1: your gdpr over there so that is what we are having your digital certificate over here okay so when
0: we are talking about the difference between our ssl and the tls right ssl right it's a protocol we are having which will be providing us a secure communication over our network over our computer network over there but your https it is going to use your ssl to provide us a secure communication over our http over there right your ssl it is going to encrypt our data and it will be protecting it from the attacks like your eavesdropping your unauthorized access over there but your https right it is being used to secure our communication between our server and our browser
1: Right, so that is the difference between our SSL and the HTTPS over there. Then, after this, we are having the working of this SSL TLS. Great. So, what we are doing is we are using your TLS
0: over here. Right? So, your SSL it stands for your secure socket layer, right? And the new version of it, we are having your TLS, your transport layer security, right? So these are the cryptographic protocols we are having that are going to provide us the security over the internet. Right? So for that, what we are having is we are having their handshake over here. Right, our SSL TLS they'll be working with the help of a handshake over here. Right? A three-way handshake process we will be having our interaction we will be having between our client and between our server over there. Right? So for that, and the very first whatever server, of whatever you can say client over here, what it will be doing is it will be sending a hello message to our server, right? Which will be asking for a secure connection, right? So the first One we are having is your hello right and this this client over here it is asking for it is requesting for the secure communication over there right for that he is sending a hello message to the server now over here our server it will be responding back with its certificate on the public key right then after that whatever client what he is going to do is he is going to generate a session key over there right he will be generating a session key over there a random session key right it will be then encrypting it with the servers public key over here right and later on it will be sending it back to this server right then after that what the server will be doing is it is going to decrypt the session key right with its own private key right and then
1: it will be using it to encrypt the communication which will be happening after that right so this is whatever three way handshake we are having your
0: ssl tls right so it will be working over your application layer because it works like we are having your http over ssl over there right along with that it will be also working on the presentation because it is providing us the encryption right it will be also working on your session because it is providing us a point to point session securely over there
1: right so with the help of this protocol your ssl tls with the help of this protocol over here right we can we can have the
0: secure connection right the eavesdropper the attacker right he can only see the connection we are having between these end points right he only will be able to see the connection we are having between the end points but he won't be able to read and modify the data which we will be sending after three way handshake over here right once we have you can say created this uh, three way handshake we are going to exchange our data right so he won't be able to decrypt this data we are having right so over here your ssl tls it is going to protect our user's personal data right here will be ensuring the safe transaction over there right so over here in the very first what we are having your client hello then we will be having your server hello over here right we are having the first your client hello then we are having the server hello right then our client it is going to acknowledge Right, our client it is going to acknowledge the request right and for that he will be performing the key exchange over here right and then once the key exchange will be completed from the client side then the server it will be also finishing the key exchange over there right and then after that we will be having the data transfer over there Right, so in the very first
1: hand check, in the very first hand check, in which we are having a client hello. Right, it will be containing the information like our SSL TLS version.
0: Right, it will be containing the information about the algorithm which we will be using for your cryptography. Right, it will be also uh, having the information about the data compression method which
1: is being supported by our client right then after that we will be having the server hello
0: right after that we will be having our server hello which will be containing the information about the cryptographic algorithm agreement which is being provided by the client the session id the server's digital certificate the server's public key over there right then after this we are having the third step over there right which will be establishing the trust on our web server right for that our client it is going to check the server's digital certificate by the help of your validation authority we are having right then after that we will be having the fourth step in which we will be having
1: the client key exchange right so over here the shared
0: secret key right the shared secret key it will be encrypted with the server's public key right so with this particular step the client it will be sending a shared secret key to be used in the upcoming conversations right then after that we will be having the fifth step which will be from our client like it will be saying finished right it will be saying like finished over here right so this finished message it is encrypted with the shared secret key handshake right so after this the client he can send a finished message over there right with which is encrypted with the secret key which is indicating that the client part of you can say hand check it is complete then after that we will be having the success tab which will be our finished message from our server side right from our server and our server it will be sending the finished message right, which will be encrypted with the secret key, which will be indicating that the server part of the handshake, it is also complete, right? After this, the client and the server, right, they can exchange the messages, right, and they are encrypted with the shared secret key over there, right? So the primary use of your SSL TLS over there, right to encrypt the communication
1: between our web application and the server like our web browser loading a website over there right so
0: over here securing our web communication right it is very important to secure our sensitive data and to maintain the user trust in our online interactions over there right so for that what we are doing is we are having your various protocols right that are been developed to establish a secure connection right and to protect our data from your interception your tampering or unauthorized access right so for that what we are having is we are having your https which we have discussed previously right your http Your HTTP over your SSL, right? That will be known as your HTTPS, right? So we are using our HTTPS for having a secure connection over there, right? For having the secure connection over there, right? Along with that, we are having our SSH, right? Which will be uh, securing our remote access to our server, right? Which will be encrypting all the data which is getting exchanged between our client, between our server right we are having your uh, ftp your over ssl tls right your file transfer protocol over your ssl tls your secure one right it is also going to secure the file transferring using our ftp over there right it will be also protecting our data integrity its confidentiality over there right we can have the vpns which will be establishing a encrypted tunnel for a secure communication over our public networks over our internet over there right then it will be also protecting our data from your eavesdropping
1: and the unauthorized access we are having your http public key pinning. okay so over here
0: we are having this protocol right so what this http public key pinning what it is doing is it is going to provide a extra layer of security right. So for that what it will be doing is it is going to allow only the website right only the website to specify the list of trusted public keys that of a browser it should accept for our ssl tls connections over there right so this technique it is going to help us to prevent our certificate based attacks we are having in which the attackers they are presenting a fake certificate a forced certificate to deceive our browser into establishing an insecure connection right so it will be protecting against the fourth certificate we are having because our browsers they are going to accept the connection from the websites right which are having a public keys right so if we are having this hpkp over there right then our browser it is only going to accept the connection from the website who are using the specified trusted public keys right and over there what it can do is it can prevent the attacks like in the man in the middle attack man in the browser attack over there right that are relying on the force certificates right it can also enhance our security for our sensitive websites right because it is going to you can say providers right it is going to provide us or it will be handling for our website right for that it will be you can say looking for the highly sensitive data like if we are you can say sharing some highly sensitive data our financial transaction our medical records right so for that it will be also enhancing the security for those sensitive websites right and it will be reducing the risk of a certificate misissuance over there right it is minimizing or it is you can say reducing the impact of your certificate misissuance over there wherever of a valid certificate they are being mistakenly issued to our unauthorized entity right so over here what we are having is we are having our dropbox we are having our paypal and many places right what they are doing is they are using this hpkp to safeguard their user sensitive information right so by using these security protocols over there right what we are doing is we are building a trustworthy web application right which will be protecting the user's data it will be protecting the user's confidence over there it will be maintaining their confidence over there right and if we are implementing these protocols of our web developers they can also enhance the security of their applications which will be reducing the risk
1: of your many of cyber attacks over there right so these are some method by which we can have a secure web communication
0: right we have to use the secure protocol over there right because of our HPKP it is just a measure we are using which will be preventing the attacks the man in the middle attacks right for that we will be pinning a particular sites public key over there right but when we are talking your pki right so it will be providing right it will be giving us a you can say digital certificate over there right it will be allowing for a, you can say a secure exchange of our information over the network right so in a simple manner we can say our pki it is being used For securing the communication between the two parties, between the different different parties over there, right? And by doing that, it will be building a, it will be helping us to create a digital certificate over there. But this HPKP, it will be used to protect the attacks like your man in the middle attack over there, right? So the websites who are you can say having the sensitive data, they are using this HPKP over there. But when we are talking about the PKI, all the websites
1: needs to exchange their information securely they are using this pki over there your public infrastructure